God, you are so incredible. You are so awesome. God, we are just so grateful that when we come into your presence, God, your word tells us, God, where two or more are gathered, you are here. And God, we feel and sense your presence here today. And we just thank you for meeting with us. Here's what I would love to do. Um, you know, as leaders and, and volunteers, we don't that often get an opportunity where it's just us in the room because, you know, you're running around serving in a ministry um, and or you're ready to head out and help somebody after the service to keep things coordinated and moving or you're teaching a class. But here's what I'd love to do. If you have a need in your life tonight, it doesn't matter what it is, physical need or of healing or or you've just you need God to move in a situation miraculously um, would you raise your hand and if there is somebody near you with their hand raised let's go ahead as uh, just a body of people who love Jesus let's lay hands on people in this room keep your hand up until there's people around you and um, we're just going to ask the Lord to to do what he does best and that's intervene in our lives Lord we just thank you for who you are, God. We just ask, God, that you would meet the needs of the life uh, of these people who are here today, God. God, we firmly believe, God, in the incredible gifts that you empower us as believers, God. And Holy Spirit, we just ask right now, God, that your gifts, God, would just be unleashed in this room, God. For those who need just a miraculous turnaround, in a situation in their life, God. I pray that you would turn things around, God. God, when we see things and it looks like there's no possible way for, for you to come through, Lord, that's the kind of miracle we're asking for tonight, God. And Lord, for those that are needing healing, God, we are just asking for a special presence of, of health to be transferred into the bodies, God, of those who need that tonight, God. And we just thank you, God, so much for your healing power, God, and your miraculous work, God. Your word tells us, God, that the prayers of uh, someone who is righteous, God, Lord, that you hear those, God, and Lord, that, that, they, that they are purposeful, God. And Lord, as a body, we just come together, God, and we just ask that you would meet these needs, God. And we love you so much, Jesus. We love you so much, God. Y'all may be seated. I have to be careful. We just finished a class. <laughs> we just finished a class in here um, called the God I Never Knew, and um, and it was pretty much like A to Z on the Holy Spirit. So if I just need to remember that's not where we're going tonight. Otherwise, we we're just ready to start going there. Well, listen. Um, you know, tonight uh, I'm really excited. There's some notes on the inside of this aisle. Okay. So if everybody on the inside aisle here would grab one and pass one to your left or to your right, depending on what side you're on, um, so that everybody can grab one. Um, you know, um, we are all trying to be more like Jesus every day, and I'm trying to be more like my father-in-law every day, so that's why I have a fill-in-the-blank for you. So uh, <laughs> I want to make sure I'm doing a good job here. Um, you guys all have that fill-in-the-blank um, tonight, I, I, I want to accomplish a couple things. Um, and first of all, I want to say, I just want to say um, uh, thank you to everybody in here. And I want to say thank you especially to my pastor, my father-in-law, and Don um, for uh, just 
trusting this part of the ministry to uh, all of the ministry leaders and myself. Um, and, I, and I'll tell you what, um, one of the things that, that I pray uh, for all the time, and I think pastor wants all the time, is um, as a pastor, his main job, any CEO's job of an organization is to steer vision and do only what he can do. And that eliminates a lot of things off of his plate because there's only one person who's going to be feeding the sheep here, and that's him. There's only one person who's going to be steering the vision, and that's him. All the other things um, is done by the people and the body. And um, the Bible talks, there's so many powerful things about the body of Christ. And the more and more I serve God, I begin to realize that there's a lot of people in this room who are so much smarter than me. Uh, they can do things way better than I can do. And, um, and uh, our job as leaders is to tap into that and find that and release you because the same way that we're fulfilled to do what we do, you are fulfilled to do what you do. And so um, let's, uh, let's open uh, Ephesians 4, 11 and 12. This is a fun scripture. Um, it says this. Um, if you got your Bible on your phone or your Bible, you could flip to it. We aren't going to spend too long on it, but I want to use this to kind of set up the night a little bit. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. It says this. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Who's the church? We are the church. Okay, somebody say me. Who's the church? Me. I'm the church. He gave these gifts to the church. Um, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Let me say it another way. Um, the pastors and the ministry leaders and the ministry staff, okay? Those people, right? He gave these people as gifts to the church. And here's what their job is. Their job is verse number 12. They are responsible, somebody say, equip God's people to do his, whose work? God's work. And to build up the church. We are the church. Did I give you guys the wrong scripture? I see some people flipping through their phone trying to figure, is this the right one? We are the church. And so our main job as ministry leaders and pastors and leaders over ministries is to equip the people um, not to do all the work ourselves. And so that's kind of what tonight is about. Um, so we want to do that tonight. We want to equip you, and we want to give you some information that will help you in serving. Um, one of the things that um, I've often seen in serving, and I have done in serving as a youth pastor, hey, great, you want to help us? Okay, cool, go over there and do that. Awesome. And, and there's not like a lot of continued education and continued training, and so we try to do that two times a year. This is one of those. Um, we, we do a, a big volunteer appreciation deal uh, in the beginning of the year, and then we did a training just like this last year on a Wednesday night. And so that's really what tonight is all about. It's just continued training, a continued vision pouring into our team to help us make sure that we are all aiming the right direction. All right, volunteering uh, can be defined many different ways. Um, and here's what volunteering is in its simplest form. Enabling the vision through serving. I'm going to say that again. Volunteering is simply enabling a vision through serving. God has given our pastor, Mike Benson, a vision for this church. And our vision statement is, we could probably all quote it. Here we go. One, two, three. That means we have a pretty good pastor who has a pretty clear vision. Wouldn't you think that? I, I would think so. That is the vision. God's given us a vision to make sure that we are a church where caring people are caring for people. 
And when you serve, you are simply enabling the grace place to accomplish the vision God has given us. And I know this is vision and serving 101, but this is it. It's not like any greater, any less. This is it. This is what the heart is. And when you discover your giftings, your talents, and your abilities, it's so easy to serve that vision. Uh, For example, example, whether you're serving with ushers or greeters or in a kid's class, it's just simply serving. Let me say this about serving. And this is where I kind of started feeling like pastor. I I wrote some of these things down. I thought, man, pastor would say this. So that's how I know this is good, okay? Serving happens when a task is delegated. When someone delegates a task to somebody, serving begins to happen. When we enable the vision through serving, we are just simply, we're taking a task that somebody's given us, and we do that task. And it's great. We need a ton of people to serve. We need a lot of people to serve. We, we never run out of a need to have people to serve. Now, let me say this. Volunteering happens two ways. We just said it, enabling the vision through serving, and then we're going to say it like this. Uh, it's defined also by serving the vision through leading. Serving the vision through leading. We could have said enabling the vision through leading like we did with the previous one, but... I want to make sure that we understand that they're both serving, whether you're leading or picking up a chair, it's both serving something. In this case, it's the vision, but we're serving the vision. I have noticed that there are usually a lot of people willing to serve. A lot of people are always willing to serve. Hey, whatever you need, I'll I'll, I'll do that little task, I'll do that. Serving happens when a task is delegated. A lot of people can do that. It's easy, but... Leading happens, here you go, Pastor. Leading happens when responsibility is delegated. When we serve, we are simply completing a to-do list that somebody gave us. When we lead, we create the to-do list, right? And leading involves responsibility. Leading involves somebody being there when other people aren't willing to be there. Leading involves somebody carrying the vision, right? Leading doesn't involve just doing a little task. It involves creating the task. It involves finding the people. It involves doing things that not everybody wants to do. It involves glorious things, and it involves things that nobody likes to do. Like, for example, when you plan a church and when you start a church, it's real fun to get up and preach, but someone's got to get here real early in the morning to make sure the building's open and stuff is set up, and you're going to do both. Leadership involves the glorious, and it involves the grunt. Ooh. I, that's not in my notes. That's, that was good, too. Glorious and the grunt. That's two Gs, and that's exactly how I know it's good. Listen, when, when we lead, we don't just take the tasks for the week and just do the tasks that week, and then we serve again that next month. When we lead, we're training leaders for the job. As a leader, we're finding people to do the job. Don said Sean's really good at it. You, you know what? Here, here's the thing. I feel like I'm terrible at delegation. I, I really do. I, I don't feel like I'm good at passing stuff down, honestly. I really, really don't. I try really hard to because here's the thing. I'm a stress bucket, and God gives me this vision, and I got to get it going. And honestly, I want to move on to the next thing already, but I can't until I delegate the stuff that God's given so that it can go, right? Create the thing, find the leader, get the leader, do the thing, let it go, 
and now let's move on and go do something new. And that's always what's going on in the heart of a leader, right? Leaders are always thinking that way. Um, leaders are dependable. To be a leader, somebody says, I want to lead. Well, you just got to be. We already got to. When you ask that question, everyone already has to know that you're that dependable person, right? Because we can't lead without dependability, without being available. Um, a leader is scheduling the people. They're following up to make sure people are going to be there. And when people can't be there, they're there, right? That's what a leader does. Now, again, there's always lots of servants. We love servants, right? There's not always a lot of leaders. I would, I would be willing to ask those of you who lead ministry departments, how many of you could use not just people who are willing to serve, but how many use some people who are ready to lead? I guarantee most of our volunteer directors would say, yes, I got people who serve. I need people who will lead. People who will lead will go find the servants, and they'll help the vision move forward a lot easier. And here's what that does. That takes the load off of the leader. That takes the burden off of the pastor. The min- all these people represent, all these ministries represent a volunteer director. It takes the load off of those volunteer directors so they can do a better job at what they do. Most leaders are looking for somebody to lead. All right. Um, so tonight is volunteer training night. That was just kind of a little leadership 101. That's just leaders, servants. We need both, right? We need both. If we have everyone running around trying to lead and nobody's serving, that would not be any fun. We would all be mad at everybody, and we would all leave the building, all right? We need chiefs. We need Indians. We need servants. We need leaders, all right? To set the foundation, let me give you a little context for why we're here. We're here because God has given us a mission. We're not here because uh, our job is to recruit leaders at the grace place, all right? And because we have fun t-shirts and we think they're cool. That's not why we're here. We're here because God has given us a vision. This is the foundation. This is what has to steer the heart of the servant. God has given us a vision to go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations, right? And make disciples. That's why we're here. Why are we going to two services? Because we want to make room so that we can go into all the world and preach the gospel to all nations, right? Pastor said last week, we're, our generation is coming to a close. Jesus is coming back. He's coming back soon. We want to be a church who is ready for the harvest, Right? We all love a packed-out building. It's fun. It's not as fun when there's half the amount of people in here. We'll move the chairs out. We'll make it feel like it's, but it's just not as fun, right? But listen, we're going to make room for the harvest. That's why we're doing this. So it's not so we can go back to two services and feel like, yeah, we're doing something fun. Because we've got to prepare for the harvest, and we've got to be ready to disciple. Jesus didn't say build big churches. He didn't say entertain everybody. He didn't say do great music. He said, make what? Disciples. And a disciple is a whole lot different than a Christian. We can make Christian whatever we want it to be today. Just go visit the numerous churches that label themselves a church, and you'll find that the word Christian is a very muddy phrase. It doesn't mean a lot, but when you say disciple, it instantly separates everything, and we know exactly what we're going after, and we are trying to build disciples. So saying that, our objective today, I just wanted to make sure you knew this was spiritual, all right? And I'm not just, like, trying to, like, recruit people, okay? But here's what the objective is based off of our mission, all right? The objective is that everybody in this room is connected and committed on a serving team or teams, 
before they leave, right? That means you can serve in more than one place. <laughs> That's what that means. That's the objective today. Um, I want to draw your attention to you don't have it. Most of you are very familiar with all the ministries in the church. If you're not, and maybe potentially you're new or you're just not as familiar, we've created this thing called a ministry guide. The ministry guide simply says, here are the ministry opportunities for you. If you want to serve somewhere, here's all of the different places you can serve. So if you need one of these, just raise your hand real quick. Most of you have probably gotten one through starting point. Daniel will pass one around. Cool. Uh, raise your hand real high. Yeah, and we'll just make sure we get one everywhere. Um, so this ministry guide will let you know where you can serve all the way from uh, being a part of the care ministry network to being in the parking lot to helping set up the auditorium for Sunday morning to teaching in a class on Sunday morning for our kids ministry. Um, I want to just kind of break this down quickly this, this evening and here's practically what we need to do to reach our community. Are you ready? This is the youth pastor in me. You need to be like, yeah, are you ready? Okay, thank you. All right, number one, if we're going to reach our community, and remember, this is for the Great Commission. This is not so that we can brag that we've got a big church and we're in two services. Listen, I'm, look at my eyes, people. Listen, we cannot do what God has called us to do if we don't do these things. These are not all the things. These are some of the things we need to do. There you go, Pastor. Okay, number one, we need to speak the same language. I want to ask you a question. There is a right answer to this question. Now, it is my right answer to this question. You might ask this question to somebody else, and they may disagree with you, but I'm doing the teaching, so this is my answer and my question. To spur you on a little bit, we're going to give a QT gift card away. These things are great because they work for everybody. There's QTs everywhere. Everyone's hungry. Everyone's, everyone's thirsty. To the person who can raise their hand and answer this question first and quickly, and I'm going to need a judge to make sure that I know who raised their hands first because I don't want you all arguing about, I raised my hand before them, all right? So um, Rudy, all right? Stand up, Rudy. Get off to the side and, and watch this. Here we go. All right, you, you gestured, so you're it. You're, you're our judge. Okay, here we go. You all ready? The first person to raise their hand, I need you to give me the correct answer, and you can win a QT gift card. Here it is. Where is a great place to direct somebody who is looking to get connected at the Grace Place? Okay, Carly. Whoa, wow, starting point. Carly, you are correct. Great. Give her a hand, everybody. Wow. I'm, I'm so amazed. Hey, listen, listen. Uh, all, all joking aside, listen, <clears throat> as we're experiencing growth here at the Grace Place, um, I've seen a, a lot of things happen as churches grow, but here's one thing we need to make sure that we all do. Somebody, oh, you're done. You're welcome to sit there. I, that's fine with me. We have to make sure that no matter how big we get, we all speak the same language. Every leader speaks the same language, and every person serving somewhere speaks the same language. We need to be so in harmony with one another uh, and with the path that we are trying to disciple people on. We need to make sure that it is just a solid beating drum. Boom. 
boom, we, we all know what's up. We all know where everyone's going. This information is not just reserved for Pastor and for Clay and for Landon, who helps out in Starting Point. This is for everybody, right? That we're all speaking the same language. When somebody says, man, how do I get connected? Or I'm new around here. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to get connected. I, I'm, I'm looking for a community group. People see small groups are popular everywhere. Well, instead of saying we don't have small groups, here's the answer for everything. Have you heard of Starting Point? That's a beautiful question to ask everybody. It like fixes all things because listen, literally Starting Point is where everything happens here. Do you guys remember the story in Mark 2 um, where Jesus is in Capernaum and, the, and his, the house that he's staying in is full of people and nobody can get to Jesus? You guys remember the story that these guys got this paralytic guy and they, this Bible says they dug a hole in the roof. That's just a weird word. We dug a hole in the roof of the house. So they dug this hole. Obviously the roofs weren't like ours because it would be really hard to dig a hole in the roof of our church, but probably made of mud and clay and stuff. They dug a hole and they lowered a man down. Um, this scripture is commonly used when it comes to team building because we all realize that, you know, if this guy had a mat, there had to be a couple guys on some ropes, like lowering the guy down, right? So if everybody lowered him down at a different speed, the paralytic guy, well, first of all, the good thing is, is that he obviously could not become paralyzed, but he maybe could die. I, I don't know. But if everybody decided to drop at a different speed, it would be a bad thing. But it's obvious in the scripture that they did it right because the guy got to Jesus safely and Jesus healed him, right? So here's what was going on there. Everyone was communicating. They all were speaking the right language. They all knew what had to happen. There was a leader in the midst of them. There were people following some orders that were being passed down. Listen, the clear path for everybody, the same language that we all want to speak here is for new people and people wanting to connect in our church because I'll tell you what, I've a lot of people that go to churches, I hear this a lot in people go to bigger churches, they go, I had a hard time connecting. Well, I've been to some big churches where it's actually not hard to connect at all. Why? Because there's a clear path. So it doesn't matter if your church is 10 people or if your church is 10,000 people. The, the, the process is still the same. There needs to be a clear path. Everyone needs to know what that path is, and we all need to do it. So our clear path is starting point. Let me explain to you what happens in starting point so you realize how cool it is. How many of you have been to Starting Point? Raise your hand. Super awesome. Wow, that's really cool. That means that all these folks who have been to Starting Point are semi-new in our church. We just started Starting Point in January, and they've come through the process, and now here they are serving. Was it hard for you to get here? Did we try to, we try to make it as easy as possible? And the person that said yes, God bless you. No, no one said yes. Listen, people who are going, I want to serve. I'm new here. I want to get more involved. I just gave my heart to Jesus. What do I do? Where do I go? Where do they go? In starting point, here's what we do. We acclimate them to our church. Have you ever been to a new airport before and you have no idea what's going on? You don't know where the luggage is. You know you need to find the luggage, but you have no idea where the luggage is. You know you need to find your gate, but you have no idea where the gate is. Imagine people coming to a church who have never been to a church never been to an airport. They don't even know to look for their luggage. They don't even know to look for their gate. They walk into this building, and they have no idea what to acclimate to. They're nervous. They're freaking out. But they're in church because they felt the pulling. So they're trying to figure this thing out. Well, in starting point, we acclimate them to what we do. We let them know about the ministries that we have available for their families. 
They literally meet face-to-face with every staff member in our church. They also meet face-to-face with some of the key leaders of our church. Um, They learn about what it means to be a part of a biblical church. We talk about what a biblical church looks like. We talk about the mission and vision of this church. We talk about our core beliefs there. They meet other new people that are seeking just like them. Some of these people may not even be believers in Jesus. They're all learning together. But in, in starting point, they start building relationships with new people that are just like them. They learn about the um, serving opportunities. Um, they get invited to dessert with the pastor. Uh, they get to sit down and hear pastor's voice and hear pastor Don's voice. Isn't that pretty awesome? Without this thing called starting point, here's what the temptation for you and I is. That poor little innocent first-time guest that walks through the door that doesn't know anything. Now, there's a couple different types of guests. There's that extreme guest, and then there's the guest of somebody who we get a lot of these people. I think it's part of pastor's gifting. We get a lot of hurt people looking for a healthy place. We get that as well. But here's what the, the temptation is, especially with people who are churched. We're like, oh, I'm going to download on them and let them know what we're all about, right? And here's what we do. Suddenly, that innocent person, we're trying to tell them about uh, all the different ministries they can be a part of and all the different things that we do here and how awesome we are and, and how cool we are. And let me tell you about this ministry. And let me tell you about that. And let me tell you where you can plug in here and plug in that ministry. Oh, and if you like this, you can plug into there. And oh, by oh, you're in the choir. Well, let me introduce you to Krista. And there she is over there. And, and before we know, you have just downloaded so much information that they probably didn't want to know. They're just like, they just want to come back most of the time, Right. And instead of overwhelming and inundating them with information, isn't it nice to know that you cannot go through all that? Because honestly, how many of you like people that just talk about themselves all the time? Don't you like to talk about you? So isn't it so nice that you can, instead of doing all that, go, hey, how long you been in Arlington? Oh, cool. What do you do? Awesome. How many, you got, how many kids you got? Cool. What church are you coming from? How long you been in the city? Who, who invited, how'd you hear about the Grace Place? And all of a sudden, it doesn't become about us. It all of a sudden becomes about them. And all of a sudden, caring people for caring people, caring people, caring for people begins to happen. And somebody's like, oh, wow, they're actually interested in my life. They're not interested in showing me about all the wonderful things our church has. Watch, here's the cool thing. They're going to get all that. They're going to hear about it all. You don't have to worry. You don't have to download it in one moment. You learn all that. And here's what we want. We just want them to come back again. Look, at if they come back again, oh, we're going to follow up on them. I guarantee you. Those of y'all who have gone through Starting Point, you have got the emails more than once. You've got the Starting Point flyer in the mail. You've got the Dessert with the Pastor flyer in the mail. You have got the Facebook invite. I mean, we pound these people. All we want you to do is learn about them and invite them to come back. And we just take, we'll just, we'll just take it the rest of the way through the process. And we can do this if we're 200 people or 2,000 people. It really doesn't matter. Isn't it nice to know that they're going to learn all those things if you tell them about starting point? How many of you guys think it's a pretty good value that we all speak the same language here? All right? Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Woo! Glory. That was good. All right. Okay. Um, Number two. What time is it, by the way? Is it almost eight? Oh, my gosh. All right. Become a professional quarterback. I've talked about this before. I'm going to talk about it again. Beyond the first visit, all right, look, when they come for the first time, just it's nice to have you. Come again. Okay. 
come again. Great. Let's go to lunch next time. Beyond the first visit, once you've discovered that they've been here more than once, become a professional quarterback. Ask some questions and discover things about them and just connect them with one person besides yourself. Being a quarterback is a beautiful thing. For example, Amanda Webb was um, uh, like being an amazing quarterback a couple weeks ago. She was walking around with this new person in the lobby and was like, hey, Pastor Sean, I want to introduce you to think this young girl's name was Jennifer. Uh, Jennifer's new here. She found our church on the web, and um, I just, I was telling her about Starting Point, and I just wanted her to meet you so she knew who ran Starting Point. I was, okay, cool. Next thing I know it, she's over there. I think they're already talking to Pastor Chris, and actually Carly and Daniel, they're like telling them about the bridge, and I'm like, man, that is so brilliant. That's what quarterbacking is. Just learning a couple details about someone's life, and just introduce them to somebody where they can connect and start finding community because we have that for every age group in this church. Um, Daniel and Carly are like, uh, and Pastor Chris are like, got this new new energy in the bridge. Like all of a sudden, all these people are showing up to the bridge. Why? Because they're just quarterbacking people. Every new person who walks through the building that's 18 to 30, they're like, you know, I mean, they're nice about it. You know, they're not like crazy. Well, before they're like, they're like, hey, have you heard of Starting Point? Okay, number three, invite them into your life. I'm going to do this one really fast. Listen, I want to give some kudos to Chris and Misha. Um, man, I, I'll tell you what. I, I met Chris um, at Chick-fil-A, and he didn't even know it um, the first time I met him. And then, like, you know, you can't miss Chris, by the way. You know, mohawk, tattoos. It's like a hard guy. And then the guy comes walking through the doors of our church. And I was like, dude, I totally know this guy. Where did I know him from? Uh, and then I was like a total dork. I'm like, hey, man, I saw you at Chick-fil-A. He's like... Are you stalking me? Like, what's your problem? But um, Chris truly invites people into his life. And, and I'm going to tell you, if we can catch this and capture this one thing, um, you don't need programs in church to develop community if we just be community. But Chris, a little QT card for you. Um, Chris and Misha are constantly inviting people over to their home. They're having game nights. They have Bible study nights. Listen, we don't promote those things. They don't necessarily have anything to do with the grace place. He just, that's just who he is, and he just does that with his life. You have permission to just do that with your life, to invite people into your world. You don't have to do things that you don't normally do. Just invite them into what you already do and let them in your life. Let them around your friends. Let them around your people. When you're going to lunch, don't go with just the new guests. Bring them with the people that you hang out with on Sunday. Just just let them in your world. They may connect better with the other people than they do you. Okay, um, here we go. Um, let's see. Uh, man, I got to go quick. Find a need and fill it. Okay, here's a disclaimer. Um, I served under a pastor who built his church off of this quote, find a need and fill it. It's a good quote, and he built one of the greatest evangelistic churches of all times, uh, literally, probably one of the greatest evangelistic churches in his era. However, a disclaimer to this is that, you know, if you just don't like people and you're really bad at smiling and you don't like to say hi, don't be a greeter, okay? It's just that simple, okay? If you can't count... Um, don't try to offer to count the offering. Um, it would take me about five times to count all that offering before I would get the same number twice, maybe 10 times, and we would be here all day. So I definitely know not to do that. But when it comes to finding a need and filling, it's not that hard, guys. So here's what I want to do. I want to just tell you really quickly about some ministry needs that we have 
as we move into two services. That's what we're trying to accomplish. We want to encourage you, inspire you, get, get everybody on the same wavelength, everyone thinking the same way, and then we want to get really practical. So here, here's the immediate need, and here's where we're just going to try to do some work, okay? For our greeter ministry, and not everybody can greet. We need the right people. They're going to represent the church well. We're looking for two more strong married couples that will commit to a year of being faithful at that door every week, loving people like you see Olu and Olori doing it, looking sharp, looking awesome, carrying themselves well, being here early, not, not needing someone to call you and beg you. That's a big need, all right? Here's another need, if you're, just in case you're wondering. We need 10 more people out in the parking lot. Uh, so when we go to two services, um, Johnny and the gang, um, they're not out there like in the heat for five hours, okay? They're just out there for like an hour and a half or two hours um, serving our people as they come into the parking lot. So we need 10 people to do that. Let me help you to see what this looks like. If somebody is in here only serving once a week, well, just upgrade yourself. Let me, let me upgrade you. Go ahead and do two times a week or a month, excuse me, or three times a month. If you're not doing it all, even just doing it once a month, it's a help. It's a huge help with us. So that's what we need. Um, let's see. Here's another spot that we need people. Rangers, Wednesday night. Uh, we need three more men um, or young men to join Royal Rangers to help serve in that ministry and lead a class. They will train you. They will equip you. They won't just throw you in there. That's not how we roll. We're going to train you, and you're going to do it correctly. Um, in girls' ministry on Wednesday night, we're looking for four teachers and two teacher assistants or helpers to join in that ministry. That's a lot of need. Those are people that we need some leader type. We need some people that are going to step up to the plate. And listen, if you're already serving in one of those ministries, we're talk I know that I'm talking to most people, everyone in here serving. Help recruit to those places. When you find new people, say, hey, I think you might be good at this. And there's some people in the room right now that you could teach a class of three-year-olds the Bible, okay? You don't need to be a Bible scholar to do that. You've got to just know how to love kids, be safe, be somebody that a parent wants to drop their kids off to, <clears throat> smell like somebody that a parent wants to drop their kids off to, comb your hair like somebody that a parent wants to drop their kids off to, dress like somebody wants to drop. Look, parents, they think of two things. Is my kid safe with this person? Well, they're really thinking of one thing. <laughs> well, safety and fun. If their kid walks away and like, I hated it, they're going to a new church. But if their kid is safe and their kid had a fun time, guess what that parent's doing? We go all back to the grace place. Hey. Okay. Um, number five, I'm just going to tell it to you. Communicate often. Uh, I don't have time to go through the details of that. But listen, communicate often just means this. The bigger we get, the more services that we have, the easier we make it for people to serve, the more people we're going to have serving. Here's what that means. The harder it is to schedule people, the more chaotic it is for leaders, the more difficult it is for Johnny to coordinate 32 people a month to serve in the parking lot. So does he have time to call 32, pe uh, you know, 32 people a month to just remind you, hey, make sure you show up tomorrow? No, he doesn't have time. So that means however the form of communication that that leader sets up with you, follow up with it check your email or check your text, tell your leader how you communicate and then just follow up. Let them send that schedule out and let that leader be done. And you do your part and be a strong leader and lead yourself and be there and be faithful and do your thing, all right? Okay, um, here's what I wanna do. Um, I wanna ask um, if you represent one of these ministries, go ahead and come on up at this time if you represent any one of these ministries. Um, 
here's, here's why I do this, just so you know. Listen, we do a lot of things around here to acclimate new people to our church. Listen, you might be in here, and you might be able to name off every ministry leader up here. Good for you. You are awesome, and we are so glad you're here. But there are people in our church that can't do that. And when we say, hey, go see, uh, go see, go see, uh, let's see if I can remember anybody's name. Go see Brother Johnny over here for parking. You know, Brother Johnny, you know, he, he's over there. Well, Johnny's not raising his hand. He's embarrassed. But they're like, Brother Johnny, go see him. Everyone's like, well, who's Brother Johnny? Now, you all know who Brother Johnny is because you've been coming to the church for, you know, X amount of years. But the folks who are just been here for a couple, they have no idea who Brother Johnny is. And if we're like, yeah, go, uh, go, meet, go meet in the classroom. Well, we all know what classroom the softball team always meets in, and we know who Heath is, but nobody else does. So we want to make sure that we're very clear in who these people are. Now, here's what I want to say. If you are already serving, here's, here's the practical. We're going to close and end. If you're already serving somewhere, I want you to consider this one thing. Can you possibly serve a little more? Listen, I'm not asking you to ruin your family time. I'm not asking you to do anything you can't do. I'm just asking you, can you serve more? Can you serve three times a month with parking? I don't know. Can you, listen, can you teach a girls' class on Wednesday night and still serve once every three months at the coffee bar? Yes, you can. You can do that. You can do that, okay? Can you hold a baby back there and be a, a greeter on Sunday morning? Yes, you can. Somebody say, I can. You can do that. You really can. Listen, here's what else you can do. If you're really busy, no one's trying to make you feel guilty, and nobody gets a superstar badge for serving 100 times a month, okay? But if you aren't doing anything right now, we want you to do something. We really do. The Linda's team is so full. I, I, maybe you need some more people. But I, she's like, yeah, for two services. But she has got a awesome team, and it's huge, and it's long, and it's great, and she wants more. So sign up for her thing, but you're only going to serve, you know, once every couple months. So sign up for that and sign up for the nursery. You know what I mean? Just do, do something that will be really helpful. Um, if you are somebody in this room who you've been contemplating serving for a long time, and maybe you've even been through starting point and you're not serving somewhere, you're like, I just really want to wait till I find where it's just really going to happen for me. Don't wait for that. Just jump in the parking team. It's just, you know, or you don't even have to do that. You know, be an usher. The great thing about an usher is, is you can be like half nice, but you can also be half mean. Because it's like, dude, if you take the wrong amount of change out of here, I'm going to kill you. You know, so you don't have to be nice to be an usher. You know, if you're worried about your people skills, be, be an usher. I'm just joking. That was, that was my joke. That's my joke. Come on. So, so here's the thing. So here's the thing. Listen, you can <laughs> there's a lot of things that you can do, honestly. There's so many different things that you can do. I'm going to shut up right now. I'm going to pray, and then um, I'm going to let you guys move to where you need to go. Before I pray, one last thing. If you're absolutely new here, and you aren't serving anywhere at all, you have not gone through starting point, the first place that we want you to start, there's a sign-up list right over here, um, and we'll get you all ready to go. Um, God, you're awesome. Thank you for a great evening. God, I just I pray that uh, we would just carry the banner and the vision for this church, God, uh, not so that any of us could feel cool, 
God, so that you can get the glory, God, and we could be a church, God, that caring people are caring for people. God, and we're making disciples. We're not just filling a church building. In Jesus' name, amen.